Why, hello there. If you are just tuning in, you are listening to KSKQ 89.5 in Ashland, Oregon, and 94.1 in Medford, Oregon. And specifically, the show that you have just tuned into is called Dream Dream Infringement. Infringement. That's right. Dream Infringement is a super squad of three enemies, well, used to be enemies, that are now the bestest of friends. So close, we've told each other our deepest and darkest secrets. And now we are on the airwaves, sharing our friendship with everyone who is willing to listen. (laughs) Yeah, and, and collecting more friends along the way. That's correct. We are like a giant creature that is walking through a post-apocalyptic world collecting people on our back to live on our back and create a farm type civilization with huts and also uh, you can have like multiple generations uh, and the newer generation Uh, like several generations in, they don't even know that they're on the back of this dream infringement creature. It's not even like, they think that that the back is like their planet. Oh my. Um, I was more thinking of this game that Weston used to play. Um, It was a video game where you would like roll around this sticky ball, I guess, and it would collect things and like collect things around the house like matchsticks and glue and nail polish and oranges and like the bigger it got the bigger the things you could roll around and stick to it so that's what i was imagining us doing yes sticking a giant ball of our friends together kind of like consuming our friends making them a part of us like right a, right. a giant entity exactly of dream infringement friends yes. yeah so hop on the giant gooey ball that is dream infringement and just enjoy the ride that's what that's all i have as much as you can (laughs) and it's gonna be fun uh this week what we've decided to do is uh we've chosen a theme that is pretty much the easiest thing that you can think of because guess what us dream infringers we get tired yeah we are human There are times where we get tired and we just need a little break, okay? Sometimes thinking of a theme every week gets exhausting. And we like entertaining you and we like telling you stories and we like looking up information on the internet and then digesting it and then delivering it to you in a way that is concise and entertaining. But sometimes we just need a little respite. So that's what we're doing this week. Oh, I wasn't going to say it was a, uh, a respite because we were lazy, Bobby. You're not supposed to say that. Oh. I thought it was just because it's been a while since we've told oh, everyone yes. on the radio what we've been up to. Okay, yeah. Not because no- we're lazy and tired, although those things do factor in. Yeah, but just forget what I just said. We have so much energy and we... So many ideas. Yes, and we're coming at you with the force of, um, of clear intention. Okay, so our clear intention is that our theme is catching up with dream infringement. That's what we're doing. We're going to catch you up with what's been going on with each of us. 
And you're probably wondering, why is Bobby and Emily talking to us at the same time? Like, why are, why is it that Jennifer clearly sounds that she is in another room and even more so in another city? Uh, that's because that's the case. She's in another city. She lives in a totally different city than we live. I mean, it's, it's not that far. Jennifer lives, like, maybe... Several cities away from 20 us. 20 minutes from us. Where we live, there are several clusters of cities. I don't know. You could blame the founders, I guess. Towns? Are they more like towns? I think that they're called cities because when you, when you drive into the cities, it says, welcome to the city of... I guess. I just, I don't yeah. think of Southern... Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I think a town has to have a water tower. A city is a city no matter how small. A city is a city is a city. Is a city. And I don't even know, like, what that means when people repeat several times those things. Like, come on, man. Uh, a spoon is a spoon is a spoon. I don't get that. I and- think that they're just also, like, flaking out on the conversation. <laughs> they're like, I Because then what do you say? Like, you can't disagree. Like, yeah, true. of course it is. Yeah, all right, whatever. It's like, yeah, it's like saying, like, ju- it's just like my grandpa used to say. And then you don't say anything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Like, I am choosing to not expand on this and explain what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So but anyways. We are going to expound on what's going on mm-hmm. with what, us. Yeah. So Emily and I, we are not just co-hosts on the radio, but we made it permanent. Yes, that is correct. We are co-hosts in life in that we are married. And we have been married for almost 14 years. And what do we have to show for it well i think that the rest of the show will speak for itself (laughs) in the sheer depth of camaraderie that emily and i share um we have that with jennifer as well but you won't be able to hear that because she we're not talking together with her it's more just her by herself talking at us and you and then us together talking at her and you the listeners Yeah, and if you have things you want to say to us about what's been going on in your life, you can totally do that. You can email us at dreaminfringement at gmail.com. You could reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. We're the only dream infringement around. And if you want to know know what we look like, you can look us up on Facebook and Instagram. And I think that you might be surprised to find that Jennifer is a blonde and that emily and i are brunettes or i guess emily's a brunette i'm a blackhead is that what they call it i don't think that's something else also jennifer is not blonde what is she she's a brunette okay i'm thinking picturing her as a child you're trying to throw people off and then you were like but we're but we both have brown hair i think i was going off of her childhood wow pictures. i cannot wait for jennifer to hear this and and for her to say bobby what you thought i was blonde like i cannot wait i literally was picturing her childhood <laughs> pictures she has sent us where she was clearly blonde okay A- okay anyways yeah I'm we're ge- all such great friends <laughs> what i'm getting to is that the three of us are non-blondes would you say that is correct emily yes (laughs) i would say that and and even more so are the three non-blondes that sing the next song that four (laughs) non-blondes the four non-blondes i only recognize three of those 
I think one is lying. So we're going to play a song to you. To you. <laughs> you will hear a song that we have chosen in addition with some uh, to some other songs that we have handpicked for tonight's playlist. The first of which is by Four Non Blondes. It's called What's Going On? It's called What's Up, which I How know. How is that? I don't know. I... <sighs> I'm sorry, Bobby. It's, okay. it's it's a very misleading um, title because they don't say what's up in their song. But okay. who am I to question yeah. the artist? The song we're going to play, and please bear with us. Please. Like, please hang in for the rest of this episode. You're going to be pleasantly surprised by how good this is. And if you're, like, laughing at us, that's fine. Just yeah. as long as you're enjoying yourself. Uh-huh. Okay, so the song we're going to play is... What's up by four non bonds. And if you walked if you walked down your high school graduation in nineteen ninety three to this song, don't come at don't come after us, please. Just enjoy it. Let it take you down memory lane. Four non bonds, what's up? I'm a person who doesn't change the interior of my home that often. I don't really move furniture around or different things around. I didn't realize that until I had a roommate who was constantly changing things, moving furniture, different locations, getting new furniture. But for me, normally once I've figured out what I want to be where, because I've drawn graphs and found the most optimal position for each piece of furniture, then I don't feel like it's something that can really be improved on much, and so I don't change it. But every once in a while, I'll get a very OCD feeling fueled sort of spree of change. Like it just has to happen. Like I I know no peace or rest until I fix the issue. So last time I felt like my living room was too dark. There was just a lot of browns and tans with a little burgundy but it felt kind of monotone and just like dingy. And I was like, I can't take it anymore. And so I tried to go with sort of a pink and green beatnik bohemian thing. And the green paint I got was like sherbertish and not on purpose. That's not what I was going for. And then that was driving me crazy because it looked like I lived in a cartoon. Um, So I painted all the walls white And then I started to get a lot of plants because I just felt like I wanted green living things around me, like that just felt healthy. But plants specifically that are hard to kill because I'm not that good with them, like plants that thrive on a little bit of neglect, uh, but they do feel healthy. Like I'm anxious and weird and they're very calm and patient and yeah. Big Frankie is my snake plant that I've had for a few years, and he's really tall, and he never complains. He's solid as a rock. Go Big Frankie. I got him a bigger home recently. It reminded me of the story of, like, when one hermit crab outgrows his shell and, like, moves up to the next bigger size, that there's a line of smaller hermit crabs that then all move up to bigger shells. I don't, I have not fact-checked that, but it's a meme I've seen a lot posted. And I feel like it's like that with plants. You repot one plant into a bigger pot and then all the other plants get to move up to the next biggest size. So they have like room to expand. 
But the feeling of restlessness has been plaguing me for the past few months and it settled upon my bed. Now I've had my bed frame for 25 years and I bought it from someone I knew. Like we were friends at the time, she was moving and I liked her bed, I bought it. But I've been estranged with this person for like 24 years. We're just, we're not personalities that are meant to mesh. It hasn't, it's not so much about forgiveness, it's just like attempts to get along will end up in volatility. So it's good to let things stay as they are. But I was like, is it weird to have the old bed frame of like my nemesis? Like maybe that's weird. And after 24 years, I decided, yes, it's weird. I need new bed energy. So I found a bed on Craigslist and I went from this very dark wood, big, tall, imposing sleigh bed to a white, well, it's a kid's pottery barn bed, adult size though. And it's white and it's, it's light. And I told my mom, is it too juvenile? And she said, I think it's feminine. And I didn't know if I liked that or not. Was <laughs> my choice in furniture always been unfeminine? I I don't know, but now I have a f- feminine bed. I, But I was like, I need a desk because like when I'm on my computer, being on the couch is beginning to hurt my back. So obviously I need a desk. I needed a working place. So that involved more Facebook marketplace. And I found a desk and my parents were like, this wood is gorgeous. I mean, you don't need to do anything to it. You could just put it in your room as is. And I was like, yeah. I could, except I'm totally going to paint over it because this is not my vision. (laughs) It's that light blonde wood that looks kind of dated. I always am drawn to the really dark woods and I'm trying to remember lighten up and not just keep recreating the same brownness that I didn't like in the first place. Only I haven't really painted that many things before. And so I started and then I had to start over I thought it was funny, like some people follow Instagram influencers and they like take up yoga or <laughs> matcha tea or whatever the, the, the beauty trend is. And I was like, I managed to sail through all of that without being affected. But it's the <laughs> Instagram accounts where they're always flipping furniture and like making it amazing that led me to believe that I too could do great things, which maybe I'll get there, but apparently I'm going to get there learning the hard way. Anyway, that's what's been going down with my attempts to redecorate in ways that I find satisfying and that give me dopamine. The song I'm going to play has nothing to do with anything. I just wanted to hear it. It's um, from the Nirvana Unplugged album and it is called Plateau. Nothing on the top put a bucket in a mop and an illustrated book about birds. You see a lot up there, but don't be scared. Gonna hit Jackson when you got words. When I was 10 years old, I went to Portland with my parents and we stayed with uh, our friends who lived in Canby. Um, that's usually where we stayed when we went to Portland. And I don't really remember why we were going to Portland. I guess part of it was like just fun to get away. And one time my parents bought a new car up there. And I don't know, it, sometimes it felt like we had a purpose beyond just like a little family vacation. 
But this particular time when I was 10 years old, we ate at a restaurant that is no longer in business, so I can say the name freely. It was called Mochismo Mouse, and it was like a kind of like a Senor Sam's sort of place, but I think they really touted their healthy ingredients and like the way things were cooked and like brown rice instead of white rice and stuff like that. And I remember we ate there and it was really exciting because Portland and I liked the little graphic of like the little mouse and yeah, we had a fine we had a fine meal. Well, later that evening I started to feel sick and that feeling of sickness came to full-blown like food poisoning rather quickly and I remember projectile sorry projectile vomiting at our friend's fancy guest bathroom and just feeling so horrible (laughs) physically and also um, feeling horrible mentally, the mental anguish of having just thrown up all over this pristine bathroom <sighs> was was awful. Uh, but my mom helped me like get everything cleaned up, and you know when you uh, eject the food that is <laughs> making you feel ill you do start to feel better. But I remember it was like an all night thing. And even into the next day, because we went to the zoo, and I got a snow cone. And that didn't that did not stick around for long either. So I threw up at the zoo. This little story about me getting food poisoning in Portland leads me to my next story which is also about getting food poisoning in Portland. And feel free to just turn it down if this isn't your jam. I'm going to try to not make it gross, but it just, it is gross. Um, So we went to Portland as a family because my dad was having surgery and we thought it would be nice to be up there and just be available to my parents um, and maybe you know, go to OMSI or something, um, go to Powell's, whatever. Just do a couple, like, little things, but also just be around. And we left, uh, we left on a Thursday evening. We thought it would be kind of cool to leave after Bobby got off work and drive at night and get to our hotel and be all cozy at night and it was fun it was a fun drive we had a lot of fun moments with the kids and traffic was fine and i don't know it was it was nice um we saw a bedazzled car on our way it was like super bedazzled the next day is when things took a turn uh we we got to see my dad in the morning at the hospital which was really nice that's what we were there for And then we took my mom, we took her to eat at a pizza place. I won't say any names because it's still a functioning business. Uh, But, you know, if you want to know, you can just ask me. I'll tell you in person. I don't want to put this place on blast on 
Southern Oregon's uh, community radio station. But anyway, we ate some pizza and then we went to Powell's and we walked around. We had a really nice time. We took my mom back to the hospital. We were going to drive back to our hotel and rest for a little bit and then continue on with whatever we wanted to do. But on the way back to the hotel, our youngest son, he was playing video games on my phone and he handed the phone to me and he was like, I'm done. And I was like, oh, all right. And then I turned around and he was throwing up all over the back seat of our new car. Um, and this is a kid who is very sensitive to the slightest discomfort. So there was another incident on this trip where there was a piece of fuzz that he could not get off of his leg. And it was just sending him into full meltdown, uh, you know, mode. I don't know how, but he was not, he was fine. He would throw up and then he would say, whoo, I'm fine. I'm okay. This is gross. And I was very impressed with how well he handled it. Um, it was, it was a horrible, it was a horrible time though. And we were maybe like five minutes from our hotel and it felt like the longest five minutes ever in the entire world. And our oldest son was like crying and worried about our youngest. And we made it to the hotel and we cleaned everything up as much as we could. And then um, Indy, our youngest son was like, I just want to go to the pool. He was really worried about not making it to the pool because of his sickness and I was like whoa there buddy like (laughs) we're gonna need to wait quite some time before we venture into that um yeah and then he spent the rest of the evening sick in the hot in the um not the hospital in the hotel my dad is the one who's in the hospital uh Indy was in the hotel with us and by the next day he was feeling pretty okay and I also got sick but it wasn't throwing up. It was other stuff. And it was just very unpleasant. It was a very unpleasant, long trip to Portland. And that's really all I wanted to say. Uh, we, We cleaned up the car. We found so many cleaning supplies we didn't know existed. We learned a lot about, uh, cleaning sprays that break down smells and replace it with other smells. It's not Febreze, that's for sure. Febreze didn't work. Don't do it. I can't tell you what to do, but it's not going to work. Um, yeah, so that's that's my that's what we've been up to. And the song that I am choosing to play is a song that we've been getting a real kick out of as a family. It's called Good Morning Starshine by Oliver. Um, I love how it starts. It starts off beautifully, and then it's just funny to me because, well, you'll see. Anyway, Starshine. Good morning, Starshine by Oliver. Good morning, Starshine. You lead us mentioned a few episodes back that I'd been teaching my cat to push buttons. They're like communicating buttons. So you push it and you record what it says and then 
pushes it and it says it. And he really likes pushing his buttons all day long. I mean, all day long. Sometimes he'll just like lay on all the buttons and they'll just kind of go off as he shifts around. But other times he's like very deliberate in what's he in what he selects. Like today he pushed pets, pets, and I was like, do you want pets? And normally I pick him up and pet him and that's really not his favorite. That's my favorite way because he's so soft and fluffy. But his favorite way is to like stretch out on his side and like have you scratch his back. That's what he likes. So he figured out he could negotiate this like pets and then he would like run up and like fall over in front of me. And then later he pushed Theo play and that was cool. In the mornings, sometimes he'll push like bed, bed, all done, all done, bed, 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 all done. And if I'm like too clingy and like fawning all over him and he wants space, he'll be like pets, pets all done, pets all done. One time I walked in the room and he pushed, hello, Jennifer. And I was, it's cool, but strange because it's, you know, my voice. So I'm ordering myself around all day long. (laughs) And I never realized how much attention that he wanted, like how much he did actually want to communicate and be connected. He's also a lot more receptive when it's his idea. Like when he pushes play, he really wants to play. He's pumped up. He's ready. He's in into it. When he wants pets, he's not distracted or wanting to be somewhere else. He's like immediately in the zone. Like I want to be petted. I want this kind of interaction. I want this attention. Eventually I'll add more buttons with a little bit harder concepts. Like I've seen on Instagram that some cats will have buttons that are actually like emotions like like happy or mad and like concepts of time like soon later now sometimes he's pushing buttons and I can tell he doesn't really know what they mean and what the conjunction is but other times it seems incredibly deliberate I find it fascinating I realize not everybody might they might not anyways Uh, The song I'm going to play has nothing to do with anything. It just happened to be kind of stuck in my head a little bit, but I don't think it'll get stuck in your head. I don't think I'm like bequeathing you a new song that's got really earworm potential. It just is something that did for me. And this is Len with Steal My Sunshine. Hey, it's Bobby. So, one of the things that is in the forefront of my mind right now is something that I have spent quite a lot of time uh, doing my best to understand. Uh, To understand by means of internet research, scrolling through like Instagram feeds, and reading books and magazines and just basically like collecting information. You know how when you're uh, when you're aware of something suddenly like that something jumps out at you whether you are trying to find it or not. It's just like you're drawing that to you. 
Um, and so that's the case with this thing. And that thing is that I have found out um, over the past year that I am neurodivergent. What is neurodivergent? Uh, from what I understand, neurodivergent means that y you, uh, your brain functions cognitively uh, different than what has been uh, classified as like, quote unquote, normal. Um, I think that's why the term neurodivergent has been created because a lot of times uh, those whose brains function different than the you know society's like conventional understanding of how a brain should function, uh, generally there's like a label that has been put on those different um, functioning brains uh, that tends to pose more of a negative slant on the way that your brain functions. Uh, for instance, I have learned that I have ADHD. ADHD is um, a, an acronym mm -hmm. for Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder. So already like within the first two letters of that acronym, <laughs> you're already kind of like you've dug yourself into a little bit of a negative hole uh and i'm not a fan of that uh i never really have put too much thought into the acronym adhd it was just something you know people will use it like oh that's just my adhd coming out or that's my add coming out um when they're they don't have add or adhd um but it's like their way of explaining away like um, uh, having like a hard time paying attention to something or uh, focusing on like one task or going from task to task to task uh, without finishing it. Um, that's something that people tend to use, you know, kind of throw around that whole ADD, ADHD thing. Um, and I, you know, I'm not here to explain like the politically correctness of you know, of using that term. Uh, but in that self-discovery, I have come to appreciate that it is an absolute beautiful thing to be neurodivergent. Um, I'm learning things about like my son who we are positive, you know, pretty much positive, um, also has uh, this same uh, neurodivergence. And it is just... Um, an absolute gift. Uh, I see how much uh, people like us are able to like focus, hyper focus on something, on a subject, and learn so much about it to the point where you even like explore it in a um, metaphysical way, like in a greater abstract way. It could be anything. Um, it could be. A certain kind of animal, or it could be like a a, a trade, um, like a craft. It could be um, a figure in history, and you will exhaust uh, yourself learning about that one thing until you're almost like afraid of it. That one thing, and and I think that that's a really beautiful thing because um, it you know it, it's a. Uh, it's not something that gets um, explored, the fact that people who are neurodivergent can 
explore and understand something on a level that very rarely gets examined. Uh, another thing with neurodivergence is that there's a lot of like sensory um, sensitivities. I tend to, in certain situations, take in uh, so much data, like raw data going on around me, and it can be very overwhelming to me uh, to the point where I feel like I physically need to like get out of the situation, but a lot of times I can't. Um, but that sensory, that sensory processing skill is really amazing because I think that there is this like connection to like a greater energy in this planet that we live in. Emily um, was doing some research on ADHD and she had shared with me that a lot of times uh, ones who are neurodivergent, they have this like connection with nature and with their body. And uh, sometimes that felt like a curse to me because I always felt very like sensitive with what was going on inside me. Um, you know, not just like emotionally, but also like physically. And to the point where it was, it felt like a burden. Um, like all of that, that was happening and not having the words to be able to explain what is going on. Um, at, but there is this like definite connection to what is going on around me. Like uh, I, I feel like um, a, uh, a sense of peace in nature. Um, I can like and have always felt uh, very safe and uh, very quiet when I am by myself, like outside. And uh, my son, who is nine years old, who we're pretty sure is neurodivergent as well, he has um, he said ha has said a few times this year that he has a spiritual connection with birds, and I think there's something there. Uh, I think that we're on the cusp of understanding people whose brains work differently than what we uh, have conventionally deemed, um, you know, normal. And I think that it's those who are neurodivergent uh, in whatever form that neurodivergency comes in. I think those people should be listened to. Um, those people should be understood better and uh, we should take our time to appreciate and connect with the people in our life who are neurodivergent and if you are thinking i don't have anyone in my life who is neurodivergent uh, i think that if you took the time to really think about it they probably are closer than you think so that's what's going on with me here is Sleepwalker by The Killers, a song that I feel is necessary to listen to at least once this month because of how perfectly fitting it is for this transition in seasons that we are experiencing at the moment. So here's The Killers. Wildflower 
well, that is it from us tonight. Thanks for chatting with us. Yes, and thanks for listening because this conversation would not work without someone to listen to us. Yeah, and sometimes it does kind of feel like a one-way conversation. So truly, if you have things you want to say, we want to hear them. Let us know what you've been up to. Yeah, and uh, if you don't want to let us know what you've been up to, that's okay. That's fine. You have Your business is your own. You can keep it to yourself. Uh, we're not going to pry, and we're not going to uh, beg you to tell us what you've been up to. And we're not going to uh, just relentlessly bother you to find out if we're in your plans next Monday. If next Monday evening at the hours of six, between six and seven, uh, we're not going to ask you if you will be listening to us and enjoying our next week's show with a brand new theme that we have yet to uh, discuss, but I can guarantee will be really good. So we're not going to ask you about that. Yeah. All right. Stick around for Sophia Blanton's World Music Show and more KSKQ, KSKQ goodness um, after that. So have a good night. I, this feels like I'm really belaboring it. I oh, should just right. stop I talking know, now. I know how to wrap this up with a really nice okay. bow. Are you ready? Yeah. Adios, amigos. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to play you out with a song by the Stone Ponies. This is Beat of a Different Drum. Have a good week, everyone. We love you, Miriam. <laughs> <laughs>